Welcome to This Week in Astrology. This is episode number 481 for the first half of November 2018. This Week in Astrology is the free podcast that deepens your astrological wisdom. We always start with a forecast and regularly include other special features. Make This Week in Astrology a regular part of your astrological education. Thanks so much for listening. I'm your host, Benjamin Bernstein, broadcasting from the virtual location of thisweekinastrology.com and the physical location of Asheville, North Carolina. To get to a specific part of the show, including the forecast for a particular date, check out the index at the very end of this mp3. You can also see this index in writing at thisweekinastrology.blogspot.com. As always, we'll be starting with the forecast for the period we're looking at, the first half of November, then a very brief announcement section, and then we'll have a listener chart with a listener who's being powerfully impacted by this major aspect pattern of the period, a mirror image double yod. So, without further ado, let's get on to the forecast. Jupiter entering Sagittarius is only one of several impactful events involving slower planets in the first half of November. We also have Uranus retrograding into Aries and an extraordinary mirror image double yod incorporating seven planets. All that, along with a Scorpio new moon and several more powerful aspect patterns, gives us a lot of astrological juju to work with. What's old as we come into November, we've got a waning moon, Venus is retrograde through November 16th, and we have slower planet retrogrades, Neptune through November 24th, Chiron through December 8th, and Uranus through January 6th. Now let's move on to our individual days of the forecast. On Thursday, November 1st, November kicks off with an unusual scenario, three aspects involving only slower planets. What makes the situation even more extraordinary, all three aspects are part of a single aspect pattern. The aspect pattern is a mystic rectangle, which peaks tomorrow. Much of what these individual aspects mean is incorporated into that aspect pattern's interpretation. However, there are some brief additional meanings I'll note here. A Jupiter-Chiron trine, Jupiter 29 Scorpio, Chiron 29 Pisces, smoothly supports the amplification of healing and mentoring, as well as wisdom gained from a foreign culture. With a Chiron Pallas opposition, Chiron 29 Pisces, Pallas 29 Virgo, giving or receiving mentoring in feminine assertiveness and strategy is dynamically energized. All the important meanings of a Jupiter-Pallas sextile, Jupiter, 29 Scorpio, Pallas, 29 Virgo, are covered within the mystic rectangle interpretation. On Friday, November 2nd, you can gain the wisdom to take committed partnership to the next level thanks to a mystic rectangle with Juno, Pallas, Jupiter, and Chiron. That's the one I was just referring to. Committed partnership is represented by Juno. A sextile from Chiron supports a smooth, powerful flow of wise counsel. Jupiter, giver of joy and life-enhancing wisdom, opposes Juno. And Pallas trines Juno, encouraging you to assertively and strategically seek the wisdom you need. This mystic rectangle also supports you in a partnership that offers wisdom or healing to others. This aspect pattern started on October 15th, peaks today on November 2nd, and ends on November 17th. Its extraordinary tightness as it peaks 
all the individual aspects are within one quarter of a degree gives it extra power. Also, on Friday, November 2nd, a Jupiter-Juno opposition, Jupiter 29 Scorpio, Juno 29 Taurus, is part of today's mystic rectangle. Its important meanings are included in that aspect pattern's interpretation. On Saturday, November 3rd, healing in committed partnerships is powerfully supported for over a month by a yod featuring Venus, Juno, and Chiron. This finger of God aspect pattern started on October 25th and has its first peak today on November 3rd. It will peak again on November 23rd and end on the 28th. This unusually long duration and double peak are due to retrograde Venus stationing direct during the yod. For most people, this yod will be most useful in the context of romantic partnership, but healing within creative partnerships is also strongly encouraged. This yod also gives energy to mentoring, especially in the arts. This yod is an integral part of the mirror image double yod that will peak on November 6th, but since this Venus-Juno-Chiron yod lasts two weeks longer than that more complex aspect pattern, it feels important to give it its own interpretation. Also, on November 3rd, both of today's planetary pairs are part of that mirror image double yod that will peak on November 6th. The meanings of both aspects, a Venus-Chiron quincunx, Venus 28 Libra, Chiron 28 Pisces, and a Chiron-Juno sextile, Chiron 28 Pisces, Juno 28 Taurus, are incorporated in that aspect pattern's interpretation. On Sunday, November 4th, a uranus Pallas quincunx, Uranus, 0 degrees 3 minutes Taurus, Pallas, the same degree in Libra, is part of the mirror image double yod that will peak on November 6th. Most of its meanings are covered in that aspect pattern's interpretation, but as an individual aspect, it also supports insights and breakthroughs to support your feminine assertiveness and strategic skills if you're willing to make the necessary adjustments. Ease, the Embodied Awakening Support Experience, offers you free weekly events via phone, web, and MP3 to help you enjoy more harmony, grace, and flow, eliminate suffering, boost your intuition, stop mental chatter and challenging emotions, live each day in a peaceful, awakened state, support the global spiritual awakening, and more. The online recording library, over 160 MP3s and growing, let you experience the life-transforming power of ease anytime. Find out more by going to astroshaman.com under the services word on the menu bar. Ease is several items down. On Tuesday, November 6th, an outer planet changing signs is always astrological headline news. Uranus, the bringer of revolution and paradigm shift, spends about seven years in each sign. He transitioned from Aries to Taurus on May 15th, and today, November 6th, begins a four-month farewell visit to Aries. Following that, he'll re-enter Taurus on March 6th of 2019. Uranus will then stay in the sign of the bull for over seven years. Taurus is conservative and reveres tradition. Aries is bold and fiery and wants something new. In the U.S., Uranus in Aries was marked by liberal breakthroughs spearheaded by President Obama in areas such as health care and gay marriage. Under President Trump, we've seen a radical resurgence of conservative values, including a newly conservative Supreme Court that could reverse liberal advances dating back to the 60s. 
Under Trump's titanic influence, darker Tarian qualities such as self-centeredness, America first, fear of the outsider, immigration restriction, and exploitation of the environment without regard to future consequences are gaining sway. Uranus works fast. For those in the resist camp, Uranus's four-month return to Aries represents a brief window of opportunity that can dynamically rekindle their revolutionary efforts. Once Uranus returns to Taurus on May 6th of 2019, given current trends, the forces of conservatism are likely to be further energized. This is not to say that Uranus's sojourn through Taurus will only work against those with a more open-minded mindset. In my May 15th interpretation of Uranus entering Taurus, which you can see on my blog at astroshaman.com, I describe many ways to make life-affirming use of Taurian Uranus. These include grounding your unique self into everyday manifestation, following your intuitive flashes in everyday life, and redefining your relationship with money and possessions. You can also revolutionize your sensuality and awaken to the living earth. If you resonate more with these ideas than the values espoused by Trump, know that simply living them yourself makes a difference. We're all energetically connected, and whatever one person does radiates to all others. When darkness seems to be rising, it becomes ever more important for each person who is dedicated to love to nurture the light. As I've said before, I think we're moving into a new golden age on Earth in law of one terminology. We're transitioning into fourth density consciousness. More on that if you're interested at lawofone.info. The darkness always makes an all-out last stand during such epochal transitions. But such a shift of the ages is not an unvariable timeline and cannot be stopped. The darkness has had its day and will return again in the distant future as the great cycles run their course. But here, now, it's time for the return of the light. Also, on Tuesday, November 6th, one of 2018's most unusual and visually striking aspect patterns begins today. A mirror image double yod containing seven planets. If you haven't seen this, it's worth a look. Go to astroshaman.com to the current blog post for the first half of November 2018 and look at that image. It's really cool. The only personal planet is Venus. There's three asteroid goddesses, Ceres, Juno, and Pallas, and three slower planets, Jupiter, Chiron, and Uranus. It started on October 29th, peaks today on November 6th, and ends on November 14th. Such a heavily populated aspect pattern has many possible interpretations, but relationship is front and center. As it turns out, the double yod peak with Venus, Juno, and Chiron that had its first peak on the 3rd of November, which is part of this double yod, strongly colors the interpretation of this larger aspect pattern. Healing in committed partnerships, be they romantic or creative, is also a central theme. But with Ceres now conjunct Venus, there's a new invitation to observe how your relationships affect your self-esteem and finances. The other yacht in this pattern contains Pallas, Jupiter, and Uranus. This contributes a whole new set of themes, including assertiveness, strategy, and passion. It adds sizzling electricity and the possibility of sudden breakthroughs. Putting it all together, the healing of committed partnerships can become energized and inspired. If everyone involved gives it their best effort, this could happen with surprising speed. I recommend the four-part nonviolent communication process for the interpersonal work 
and my free healing invocation for the shadow work each partner will need to do within themselves. To learn more about that process, just Google four-part nonviolent communication process. For my healing invocation, go to astroshaman.com and under resources, click the first pull-down invocations for healing and awakening. Also, on Tuesday, November 6th, spiritual awakening and divine inspiration can flow more easily under a Sun-Neptune trine. Sun, 14 Scorpio, Neptune, 14 Pisces. Shadow work releases can be easier and occult practices can proceed with greater ease. On Wednesday, November 7th, November's new moon aligns at 11.02 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 15 degrees, 11 minutes, Scorpio. This provides fresh energy for activities such as transformation and shadow work. The other themes I mentioned in my October 23rd interpretation of the sun entering Scorpio also receive enhanced juju, merging your resources and energy with others personally or professionally, sacred sexuality and occult practices, and taxes, insurance, and inheritances. This is also a great time to increase wealth and power. This new moon's strongest aspect is a tight trine from Neptune. This opens a smooth flow of divine energy and inspiration to your new moon goals. Because Neptune rules imagination and visualization, it also enhances any law of attraction work you do related to your new moon aspirations. Neptune's presence also amps up the themes of spiritual transformation and sacred sexuality. This new moon's other soft aspects are sextiles from Capricornian Pluto and Vesta. Pluto and Scorpio mean the same thing, so this gives extra power to all the Scorpionic meanings I've already listed. Vesta's sextile smoothly energizes selfless service. Given her tight conjunction to Pluto and all the Scorpio energy in the air, her secondary meaning of sex magic can also be activated. This uses the power of sexual arousal and orgasm to supercharge your law of attraction visualizations. The new moon also receives two minor hard aspects. A 135 degree sesquare from Chiron amps up the shadow work theme and can energize your own skills as a healer or mentor. A semi-square from Pallas can energize your feminine assertiveness and strategic skills. This new moon Sabian symbol is a girl's face breaking into a smile. Did she get news of a surprise inheritance while practicing sex magic? Just kidding. To me, the girl represents the feminine receptive principle. Many a smile has crossed my face after saying an invocation and passively receiving ecstatic divine energy. This being a girl and not a woman also suggests innocence. Jesus said that you must be like a child to enter heaven. The more I'm able to rest in the blissful innocence and emptiness of beginner's mind, the more I have to smile about. Try it yourself. Also, on Wednesday, November 7th, today's Pluto-Vesta conjunction at 19 Capricorn is part of the new moon and is included in that interpretation. On Thursday, November 8th, would you like some intuitive flashes to help you understand the meaning of life better? How about taking your religious practice to the next level or being radically transformed by exposure to a foreign culture? All these are possible manifestations of a Jupiter-Uranus quincunx, Jupiter's at 29 degrees, 56 minutes Scorpio, and Uranus is at the same number in Aries, as long as you make the appropriate adjustment. This aspect is also part of the mirror image double yod that I interpreted on November 6th and that peaked on that date. 
Also, on Thursday, November 8th, Jupiter rules two signs, Sagittarius and Pisces, but Sagittarius is the sign that most resonates with Jupiter's planetary energy. So Jupiter is especially powerful and happy as he enters Sagittarius today on November 8th at 7.38 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Jupiter will remain in Sagittarius for almost 13 months through December 2nd of 2019. Jupiter and Sagittarius share a variety of meanings. You can accentuate any or all of them in your life. Higher education, professor, guru, or philosopher, giving information that makes life more wonderful, foreign travel or influences, religion, philosophy, the meaning of life, publication, joy, celebration, enthusiasm, euphoria, but avoid dogmatic righteousness, street corner preacher syndrome, or spreading yourself too thin. Make that amazing life you've been dreaming about a daily reality with support from Astro Shamanic Life Coaching, my unique combination of helping modalities refined through more than 7,000 life-transforming Astro Shaman client sessions can help you thrive in every area of your life. And my unusual approach could help you do this faster than you might have thought possible. Satisfaction guaranteed. Learn more by going to astroshama.com under services. Choose life coaching. On Friday, November 9th, two T-squares begin today, but all that they have in common is their starting date. Want to make a breakthrough in your service to a higher calling? This T-square with Venus, Vesta, and Uranus suggests that buddying up with someone will make your service more effective. This dynamic aspect pattern also supports selfless service through your creativity. This T-square starts today on November 9th, peaks on December 1st, and ends on December 15th. It's especially powerful when it peaks, when all three planets are within one degree of orb. In astrology, orb means how exact is it. This is an extraordinary degree of exactness for an aspect pattern. Our second T-square features the Sun, Mars, and Juno, where Juno sets the tone. She's retrograde in Taurus, inviting reflection on the stability of your committed partnerships. Piscean Mars invites you to act to manifest your highest vision for these relationships. Finally, the Scorpionic Sun invites deep transformation, along with the shadow work which usually accompanies meaningful change. Is your committed partnership sexual? The sensuality of Taurus and the erotic energies of Mars and Scorpio invite intimate connection. Have you explored sacred sexual connection, which adds the ecstasy of the blended light bodies to the five senses? This is an excellent energy under which to try this out or deepen your current erotic soul blending. Also, on Friday, November 9th, Taking sex in a more experimental direction, as just described, is also supported by a Venus-Mars trine. Venus, 26 Libra, Mars, 26 Aquarius. More generally, this soft aspect can help harmonize any kind of relating. It also offers smooth support for creative expression. With Mars and Aquarius, pay special attention to your intuitive flashes. Don't be afraid to try something new. On Sunday, November 11th, Breakthroughs in abundance and shadow work are dynamically energized by a Uranus-Ceres opposition. Uranus, 29 degrees, 49 minutes Aries, Ceres, the same degree number in Libra. Uranus communicates by intuitive flashes and does not explain itself when it fires one down. 
If you get a hunch or gut feeling that relates to either of these themes, you might be wise to follow it. This opposition is also part of the mirror image double yod that continues through November 14th. Also, on Sunday, November 11th, abundance of all kinds gets additional planetary support from a harmonious Sun-Pluto sextile, Sun-19 Scorpio, Pluto-19 Capricorn. This flowing aspect can also smoothly empower personal transformation, sacred sex, and occult practices. On Tuesday, November 13th, committed partnership is powerfully catalyzed by a T-square featuring Mars, Juno, and Jupiter. It started on October 28th, peaks today on the 13th of November, and ends on November 22nd. This hard aspect pattern can powerfully stir up any unresolved relationship issues, but it will only do so because it's eager to shower you with its life-affirming gifts. These include abundant joy, celebration, and enthusiasm. If a committed partnership is sexual, this is a great time to explore new ways of pleasuring each other. If you're willing to do a little shadow work on the front end, this T-square can catapult your relationship to a whole new level of wonderful. On Thursday, November 15th, under a Mars-Uranus sextile, Mars 29 degrees 40 minutes Aquarius, Uranus same degree number in Aries, Uranus sends down intuitive flashes and Mars says, just do it. Be sure that you're acting from your inner guidance and not just the impulsive desires of your ego. Action that aligns with your soul purpose will feel exciting and electrifying. Looking ahead to our next podcast for the second half of November, we're going to have two personal planets changing directions on the same day, Venus turning direct and Mercury turning retrograde. We'll have Neptune turning direct. The sun will enter Sagittarius. We'll have a full moon in Gemini, Mars squaring Jupiter, Uranus square Vesta, and one new aspect pattern, a Thor's hammer with Juno, Pallas, and Saturn. As always, I'll be here giving you the best use of these astrological events. I hope you'll join me. You can hear my forecast on This Week in Astrology, but would you also like to get a free, concise version in writing? How about having it conveniently pop into your inbox? And while we're at it, how about occasional bonus articles on astrology, along with simple, powerful healing and awakening techniques? That's what you get with AstroShaman's free email newsletter. To subscribe, go to astroshaman.com. You'll see the newsletter sign-up form at the top of the sidebar. And if you like calculating your own astrology charts, why not use the world's leading Windows astrology software and get it for the lowest price available? AstroShaman is an authorized dealer for SolarFire Gold, which also runs on Macs running Windows and recent Windows tablets. To learn more or place your order, visit astroshaman.com. From there, click on Products in the menu bar and choose SolarFire Software from the drop-down menu. A free forecast newsletter and the best available price on SolarFire Gold. Two great reasons to visit astroshaman.com right now. I have a super short announcement section today. First, thanks to Lucy, Claire, and Sharon who sent their new charts in during the month of October. Each of you is now eligible to have your chart chosen to be featured as a listener chart for the show, as well as you're in the hopper for that free session drawing that I do every month. If you're in the Asheville, North Carolina area, mark your calendar for Friday, November 16th. That's the day I'll be giving my 2019 forecast lecture for the Asheville Friends of Astrology. That'll be at 7 p.m. in the Earth Fair Westgate Community Room. Full details on astroshaman.com. Go to the homepage and view the What's New section.
Also, if you're in the area any third Tuesday, uh, most anyway, you can always check the site for details. I do a shamanic awakening meetup. Uh, that's by love offering here. And let me also mention the free winner this month. It's Cliff. This is the Cliff born November 8, 1964 in the Bronx, New York. If that sounds like you, then email me info at astroshaman.com. Give me your full birth data. And if that's the real you, then we'll set up your free reading. Congratulations, Cliff. And this ends our announcements. Told you it was short. Our listener chart is for Jennifer. This is the Jennifer born November 16, 1981, 222 AM in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I chose Jennifer because that mirror image double yod um, is aligning directly on her natal Jupiter, which is an important planet for her because it's a double angle ruler. So let me first confirm the chart. I always begin by confirming the ascendant and moon to make sure we got it right. Jennifer's chart has Virgo rising at 26 degrees, 38 minutes. Her moon is in Cancer at 24 degrees, 37 minutes. So if you're running this chart yourself to have a look, make sure those coordinates match. You can always, of course, look at it on my blog, thisweekinastrology.blogspot.com. And whenever I have a listener chart, I always put up a graphic of it there. And it's always linked in the latter part of the blog description where I give the timings for everything. There's always a link by the person's name, or the person's name is linked rather, and that will take you to the image of the relevant chart factors that I'm discussing. In this case, it's a bi-wheel with her natal chart in the middle and the relevant transiting planets on the outside. And in this case, I've only displayed the transiting planets that are part of the mirror image double yod, those seven moving guys. And uh, of course, her whole natal chart is displayed. But we're going to be putting our focus on her natal Jupiter. And uh, as always, you can't understand the transits until you understand the natal chart and the meaning of what's being aspected. So let's dive into her natal Jupiter and see what's up with that. So normally, uh, there's a pecking order in planets. You, you give most value to personal planets, and then after that, the social planets, that's Jupiter and Saturn. And beyond that, you get into the Chiron, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, more outer planets. So normally, Jupiter wouldn't be that big a deal, but if a planet rules an angle or two, then um, even if it's not personal, it becomes more like a personal planet. And Jupiter, forgive me, Jennifer... <laughs> has mutable angles. She's got uh, Virgo Ascendant, uh, Gemini Midheaven, which lets us know right away, if you know anything about your charts, then the other two angles are going to be ruled by Jupiter. Um, she has Sagittarius on the cusp of the fourth house, or Nader, or IC, as they're called. Three names for the same thing there. Uh, of course, Jupiter rules Sagittarius. It's the only ruling planet of that. And her seventh house cusp, or Descendant, has Pisces on the cusp, and that's ruled anciently by Jupiter, modernly by Neptune. And we're going to put our focus on Jupiter here. So we got Jupiter ruling the fourth and seventh houses. So um, that means that hits to Jupiter from important transiting planets will powerfully affect the fourth house, and the main themes of that house are home, family, and shadow work. And the seventh house themes are all important relationships. Um, so that's, that's pretty juicy, and it's fascinating to see as we go along how her natal Jupiter's themes do resonate very strongly with the theme of the mirror image double yod. So I've kind of already told you what it's about. 
uh, relationships, family, home, and shadow work. Uh, Jupiter, of course, unto itself has its own meanings, as I described already when I talked about earlier in this podcast, Jupiter entering Sagittarius. All those keywords apply. I'll just kind of review them briefly here off the top of my head. Uh, Jupiter is religion, philosophy, the meaning of life, foreign cultures, being the student of higher knowledge, being the guru, professor, or philosopher who's giving information that makes life more wonderful, joy, enthusiasm, celebration, euphoria. Just, I think that's pretty well the match. I'm not reading that, but that's my memory of it. Um, so Jupiter can be all that too. Furthermore, Jupiter is in Jennifer's second house, um, which is the house of value. Uh, it's my stuff only, my property, my possessions, my values. And uh, in psychological terms, it's your self-esteem. How do I value myself is the question a second house planet can ask. Finally, Jupiter for Jennifer is in Libra, and that is the sign of relationship and creativity. Again, relationship being reiterated further there. So, um, and also it's worth noting, even though the natal planets I'm about to mention are not really being directly lit up by these moving energies, she does have Jupiter conjunct Pluto, uh, and they're only about two and a half degrees apart. Uh, Pluto's around 25 and a half Libra. Jupiter is pretty much rounding up to 28 Libra. And that Pluto, of course, is a massive intensifier. And I'll mention um, Pluto and Jupiter together have a very special meaning. Uh, Jupiter and Pluto are powerfully connected in the charts of people like Warren Buffett and Bill Gates. It's a wealth indicator. And for you, Jennifer, uh, the house system I use, Porphyry, puts Jupiter solidly in the second house and Pluto leaning into that house. And uh, boy, second house, the house of my money. And Jupiter, Pluto, the most powerful wealth-enhancing dyad that I'm aware of, uh, is very auspicious there. So Jennifer, if you're not already rolling in it, then know that your chart does open the possibility of you being very wealthy at some point in your life or in for most of it. Um, so again, as I've always said, wealth can be money and it can be anything you value. So you do have the potential here to, um, have tremendous wealth in your life, whether to you that means financial or other types of wealth, just anything you value tangible or intangible. Um, the chart also indicates, uh, Pluto rules psychology and deep shadow work. Again, as I said, Jennifer, uh, Jupiter rules not only all your relationships, but your family relationships with Sagittarius on the fourth house cusp there. So um, my guess is you're, you've already done a lot of shadow work around family issues and probably will continue to do so until you've worked them through, if you get that far. And uh, I found that a planet's meanings in one area can affect in the other. So um, if you're not yet as wealthy as you wish to be, and you've still gotten resolved family stuff, know that astrologically speaking, there's a pretty strong correlation between you successfully doing your shadow work around your family and opening the doors to wealth and abundance. So just be aware that that's a pretty strong combo. There's a subtle third factor here as well. Again, this planet is definitely not being lit up by the mirror image double yod, but uh, Jennifer, your Jupiter most strongly conjuncts Pluto, but it also conjuncts Ceres down there at 20 degrees Libra. So Ceres is the planet of abundance and shadow work. Uh, in fact, Pluto and Ceres both share those meanings. 
Uh, isn't that interesting? So uh, the chart seems to be saying in several ways. You do your shadow work, heal your family stuff, um, get clear from any emotional wounds you picked up from your childhood or whatever relations you had with your birth family or the people who raised you. And uh, the more you clear that, the more your abundance channels will open up. So that message is uh, repeated in the chart. So I would uh, urge you to consider that for if you want to really open the doors to wonderful wealth and abundance in all areas. So that's just natal. We haven't even got to the moving guys yet. So I think we've done a pretty reasonably good job on interpreting your Jupiter, uh, Jennifer. And as you can tell, listeners, sometimes I address Jennifer and sometimes I address you. I always go back and forth. So, of all these seven planets in this mirror image double yod, Uranus, Chiron, Juno, Pallas, Jupiter, Ceres, and Venus all transiting, by far the most important is Uranus. You can always do the peck in order, pretty simple. The slower the planet is, all things being equal, the more powerful it's going to be. And as it so happens, Uranus is opposing your Jupiter, Jennifer. So, opposition is a very powerful aspect and has plenty of juju. So what does Uranus do? He says, wow, I bring breakthrough and paradigm shift and quantum leaps and taking it to the next level when the thing I'm aspecting is in alignment with your soul purpose. And when it's not, my job is to bring chaos and crazy and breakdown and sudden change, whether you like it or not, to draw your attention to the fact that something needs to be released or adjusted. So um, right now, uh, given that Jupiter's primary themes would be relationships overall and family matters. I would be paying close attention, Jennifer, to what's going on in that area because the Uranus opposition to Jupiter representing all that would be stirring that up very strongly. Um, and all the other planets um, aspecting Jupiter uh, subtly or powerfully from that mirror image double yod, whose very meaning is adjustment, uh, would be reiterating the message however subtly. But Uranus is definitely uh, the major player for you. Um, the good news about Uranus transits is that you get messages. Uh, Uranus sends down intuitive flashes, which also can be called gut feelings or hunches or just knowing it in your bones. So if you're getting any such insights around any key relationships or family situations, um, we could even add matters of the home, which can involve relocation or renovation or redecoration. A significant person entering or leaving the home, all those can be factors as well. And of course, the fourth house, which Jupiter rules, is a shadow work house. And let's not forget, Jupiter is right there conjunct Pluto, who's a big shadow work uh, proponent. So this can be a great time to do powerful shadow work modalities like um, uh, holotropic breath work or similar breath works that get you open to do shamanic ceremonies, to do um, family dynamics work of various kinds. There's all sorts of these amazing processes that I've done here and there that are very powerful at cracking open the heart of that wound and healing it. So you, uh, Jennifer, if you haven't, if you've got some of this stuff stirring up intensely and you need to do some good shadow work, then, then get involved in modalities like that. Of course, you can do things yourself too. That's why I offer my healing invocation and my embodied awakening invocation on my site. Um, those are tools that people have used on their own very powerfully to, uh, the healing invocation obviously can help stir up and flush out whatever challenging emotions you're feeling and the things that clear in that work are permanently cleared. 
Um, and the embodied awakening is just, it's just practical. The more awake you are, the easier and smoother the healing goes. Because if you're less identified with being just the human part, and you have identification with the parts of you that are divine and pure peaceful energy, then whatever the ego is going through is just easier to deal with. You've got this ground of peacefulness that supports all the things from the ego that, and thus things that would normally be really challenging from the ego are a lot less challenging when you're in an awakened state. Which is not as big a deal as it sounds. It's actually very easy now these days to get to embodied awakening at a basic level. So, those are some thoughts on the Uranus opposition. Uh, let me give you some timing on that as well. Uranus's opposition to your natal Jupiter will move out of its orb of power at the end of March 2019. So you've still got a few months left as I record this to work with that. That means uh, the Uranus uh, opposition to Jupiter has already been running a year to a year and a half already. So you've had plenty of this churning up, no doubt, um, because of that. So again, the Uranus opposition is far and away the power play, but the second most powerful influence here is the Chiron quincunx to your natal Jupiter. Chiron is the planet of wounding and healing, and uh, he is directly in alignment with the kind of themes I'm talking about, shadow work, dealing with old family issues, or one thing I haven't explicitly said is look at all your key relationships. And uh, I like to say, put them in three categories. One category is the relationships that are wonderful and positive and clearly life-affirming. It's a no-brainer that continuing to interact with these people would make your life awesome. So those are easy. Keep those. On the opposite extreme, the negative, toxic, nasty relationships uh, that you don't actually have to be involved with. Now, if you're in a work environment and that person's there, then they're unavoidable to some degree. But you get to choose the people in your personal life. And I know many people, including myself, who have chosen to basically no longer have contact with a family member because that family member is just too toxic to deal with. And there's no interest on in their part on healing what they're doing. So um, in that case, you may choose even with a family member because remember, Jupiter rules your fourth house of family. If you've got a family member like that, then consider, wow, I can make a free will choice to not interact with that person. Or if you do choose to interact with them and you know you're going to get triggered, then uh, be wise and, and let it be a catalyst for your shadow work and expect it. Don't be surprised when it happens and say, okay, I just got triggered. Time to pull out my tool, whether it's the healing invocation I offer or any other effective tool that clears that layer and know that uh, sometimes the people who upset you the most can be your most powerful allies and that they're the ones who catalyze the work you need to do to heal and become a more whole, complete and awakened person. And if that doesn't make sense to you, how those correlate, then let me briefly just mention my great onion of consciousness idea at the core. You're already a beautiful, radiant, perfectly whole divine being, ecstasy, euphoria, bliss, harmony, flow, ease, grace. And as you go through incarnations and have unhealed wounds and traumas, they put layers of, of pain around that core, dark layers. They build up to form an onion. The human use on the outside, looking in toward the middle. Some awareness of that divinity, part of the awareness is blocked and Every time you do a successful bit of shadow work and you peel the outermost layer of the onion, more of the light opens up. So as I like to say, sometimes the way to the light is through the darkness. Do your shadow work well and your awakening will open more and more and more. So that's the, uh, the theory I'm working from when I made that last statement. So what about the Chiron timing? How long will he be doing that quincunx inviting you to make adjustments to promote your healing? 
Turns out he's on pretty much the same timeline as Uranus. He will complete his three-degree orb of power also in March of 2019. So um, those two are by far the most powerful and influential planets um, affecting your natal Jupiter, Jennifer. Those are the most powerful members of the mirror image double Yod. Um, so yeah, I would be uh, putting a lot of energy through February, March of 2019 on doing the shadow work I talked about, if that seems relevant for you. And uh, that would be a very good use of the time. The other members um, are more transitory. Uh, the next lowest planet is Jupiter, who's making a semi-sextile to your Jupiter, just a 30-degree angle that's fairly minor and about to be over anyway. And all the other guys, the, the three asteroid goddesses and Venus, are very quick and will be gone in a matter of weeks or days. Uh, Venus is conjunct your Jupiter um, here on November 6th as the uh, mirror image double odd peaks, but uh, within a week her influence will be gone. So you've got some, uh, some very intense short-term stimulation with all these guys lined up in the near term, but again, the really major news in terms of the long-term play is Uranus and Chiron making their opposition and quincunx. And that is how I interpret when I work for clients usually. We, I don't usually have time to go into the, the influences of the quicker planets, the personal planets, and, and often even Jupiter and Saturn. There's not a lot of time to look at those transits. But boy, I do look at Pluto and Neptune and Uranus and Chiron and Jupiter and Saturn as relevant. Um, but normally in the course of a session, unless a client says, I want to go deep on the next three months and just focus on that, then that's about the level you're able to get to as an astrologer. Uh, to look at the more meaningful things. So, um, Jennifer, I hope that's helpful information. And uh, dear listener, I hope that you've learned something as well on how to interpret a chart. And uh, this ends, therefore, our part one listener chart. Thanks again, Jennifer, for sending in your information and allowing me to interpret for you. I hope this has been helpful. Living a harmonious life can be difficult, especially these days when things are moving so fast. You'd think that those of us committed to personal and spiritual growth would have it easier, but sometimes it seems as if our lofty aspirations cause us to face even greater challenges. Fortunately, you have a map to guide you, your astrology chart. It can reveal a wealth of information about your soul purpose, your optimal career, and your ideal romantic partner. Spirituality, timing, relocation, your chart, when interpreted by an insightful, experienced astrologer, can provide helpful insights into every area of life. And since the moving planets keep activating different parts of your chart, getting astrology updates at least once a year can help you keep focused on what's important now. But astrology is only the beginning here at Astro Shaman. We also offer shamanic healing, which can reduce or eliminate physical, emotional, and mental issues. Your shamanic healing session will also equip you with simple, powerful techniques you can use on your own to help you take your healing and spiritual awakening to the next level. We also offer other services to help improve your life, including awakening activation, electional astrology, mentoring, and more. All are equally effective in person or by phone or Skype. A digital recording of your session is included, and my guarantee makes it risk-free. If you don't feel that your experience was helpful, it's free. To learn more, visit astroshaman.com. I love my work, and I look forward to helping you.
We're wrapping up this episode. This Week in Astrology is honored to be chosen by Feedspot as one of the Internet's top 10 astrology podcasts. Check out our website where you can hear the show and subscribe to podcast updates. You can also do a single sign-up for two great opportunities, chances to win a free consultation and have your chart interpreted on the show. You can also donate to support us. Go to thisweekinastrology.com. From there, you'll be automatically redirected to the This Week in Astrology area of astroshaman.com. You can listen to This Week in Astrology on your smartphone or tablet at stitcher.com. And if you're an iTunes user, please subscribe to us there. Thank you so much for listening to This Week in Astrology. I wish you infinite blessings as the stars light your way. This Week in Astrology is copyright 2018 by Astro Shaman. All rights reserved, although enthusiastic sharing is encouraged. You can access our free comprehensive audio archive from thisweekinastrology.com. If you'd like me to illustrate the weekly forecast with your chart, please send me your date, time, and city of birth. This also gives you a chance to win a free session with me every month. I welcome your personal questions for my live listener consultation segments. I also welcome your general astrology questions and feedback. Just email info at astroshaman.com. I look forward to making you a part of This Week in Astrology. Here's the index. The overview begins at 1 minute 22 seconds, November 1st, 206, the 2nd, 312, the 3rd, 419, the 4th, 544, the 6th, 655, the 7th, 1222, the 8th, 1504, the 9th, 1712, the 11th, 1915, the 13th, 2009, the 15th, 2054. Next shows highlights, 2120, announcements, 2254, and our listener chart, 2413. Thank you once again for listening to This Week in Astrology.